you could have $300,000 and be in the best financial situation that you could possibly be in. Or you could have $300,000 and could still be a financial disaster. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor, Lee Perkins. Welcome in to the Making Money Podcast. I am Ben George. He is Lee Perkins. Today, we got a mailbag question we're going to get to from a listener. And also, we're going to dive into some financial strategies that do not work, some, some mistakes that you might be making. We want to make sure that you are on the right track. And we're going to talk about uh, these things. You know, even these are some some things that um, that even financial advisors in some cases actually believe in. So we want to set the record straight and, and make sure you're on the right path. We'll do that with Lee. Lee is the owner and financial advisor over at JL Perkins Wealth Management. If you haven't listened to any episodes, you can find them all online at jlperkinswealth.com, plus a lot of other great resources there. And you can also schedule a meeting with Lee and his team right there off the website. Lee, how's everything going? It's going good, man. We've we've had business pick up, a lot more activity in the office, and we're, we're sort of getting back to normal like we talked about on the last show. So looking forward to it, kind of now trying to figure out what we're going to do vacation wise since everything everything all those changes really for a lot of people were just kind of got messed up so so we'll see we'll we'll see what happens yeah do y'all have anything planned or are you looking to go anywhere specifically no my 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 kids have got a few trips planned without us but uh <laughs> no right right now we've we've got nothing planned we did have a cruise planned for august and of course that's the last place that that we want to go right now is 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 to be on a cruise ship. Right. So yeah, no no plans at this point. We'll we'll figure it out. Well, I'm actually going to get down hopefully to uh, to Lake Hartwell sometime this summer. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Uh, yeah, spend yep. some time very there with nice family. Yeah, so just trying to get out and I mean rentals are available and and you know everybody's kind of got notes. Hey, taking precautions, being safe. But uh, but I'm I'm just glad to be able to get outside again hopefully soon and. And get out of town. I've just been like itching to get out of the out of like my five mile radius and just there you explore go. somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And Lake Hartwell is a great lake. So y'all will y'all enjoy that. You're gonna you're gonna rent a boat or anything? Yeah, we'll probably get a boat. I think we'll we'll probably spend most of the time at the house or maybe get the kayaks out and, and do that. But we'll probably spend a day, uh, maybe go to the marina and rent a boat and, and yep. get out and ski a little bit. The wife loves to ski, so if we can do that, she'll she'll be very happy. There you go. You should you should buy her a boat. No, actually, Wait, actually, don't. That is say, that as is a financial advisor. Isn't that, that bad financial that is, advice? That is terrible financial <laughs> advice. I had a buddy one time tell me that it you you never want to own a boat. You want to have a buddy who owns a boat. And then he said, you know what boat stands for? And I said, what? <laughs> he said, break out another thousand. So that that is it. So no, definitely don't go buy a boat. Yeah, rent a boat. I've always rent heard to have a, a friend that owned a boat. That's the best way to. The best way you got to approach it. it. So, yep. Uh, well, good deal. Well, we're going to give you some other financial strategies that don't work, uh, kind of like buying a boat. So, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the focus today. But let's start off with the mailbag question, Lee, and, and take some time. Look, if you ever have a question, anything on your mind, you can always call Lee directly. That's that's the easiest way to get in touch with him and, and get advice specific for you. But also, you can send in uh, contact us via the website at jailperkinswealth.com. So, our, our first question or question we're going to get to today comes in from Amber. She's here in Macon. She says, I'm 55 years old and I have about 300,000 saved for retirement, but I feel like I'm really behind where I should be compared to most people I know. Am I in trouble? All right. So, so this is a, Amber, this is a question that I get probably half the time when somebody comes into the office, they, we do the financial inventory and that we've determined how much money somebody has. And they always want to know how they compare to somebody else or the average person that I see. Amber, I, I can't answer the, this question because 
you could have $300,000 and be in the best financial situation that you could possibly be in. Or you could have $300,000 and could still be a financial disaster. The reason people ask this question is because they get a statement to see what the balance is, and they think that is sort of the determining factor of their ability to retire. And I can tell you that there's nothing further from the truth. I've met people who got $50,000 that are going to retire and live like kings because they have no debt. And then I've met people that, that have a million dollars that when they retire, it is going to be a, an absolute struggle for them because they've had a very difficult time managing expenses versus the income that they have. So Amber, I would, I would say for somebody like you, you would really benefit for coming in the office and let's talk for, for 30 or 45 minutes and see if I can add value to your situation. And then individually, I could answer your question and, and help put you on the, the right path for retirement. But don't fall into the trap of comparing what you've saved with what somebody else has saved. Yeah, that's always great advice to, to not get caught up in what you see from people because, you know, what they put out there and what they put forward doesn't always necessarily reflect what position they actually are in. So, Absolutely. My, I'm, I'm having that that conversation a lot with my 16-year-old son now. <laughs> as, as he looks around, he measures people's wealth by the stuff that they have. And I, I probably did that one time, too, when I was younger. But as you get older, um, you understand that the stuff that you see on the outside has no relationship many times on the actual money that they have. Yep, absolutely. And it's common to want to own things when you're younger and, and really just purchase stuff because you're, you're on your own and you you know you want to prove to yourself that you can. But yeah, I mean, you as you age, you, you kind of realize that's not the best way to go about things. So good luck with that conversation, Lee, with your son right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know All it's right. a tough lesson Thank in you. A, lot of, a lot of ways. Yep, uh, it is. Well, let's get into our main topic, financial strategies that just don't work. So we're going to talk about some of these strategies that, that either, you know, some people believe in or even financial advisors in some specific situations believe in. And we're going to kind of talk about why these things actually do not work. And the first one's pretty obvious, it seems like, and I don't know how many advisors believe in this necessarily, but we're seeing a lot of this right now with the way the market's gone up and down and uh, really big, you know, big gains up and down for the past couple of months. But trying to time the market is just is going to be impossible and you're going to lose out many more times than you win. Correct. Timing the market is is impossible. I've said in the past, anybody who says they can do it is a liar. You might do it once or you might do it twice, but you can't do it consistently and you can't do it consistently enough to where you, you are going to win over a, a long period of time. It's just, it's not realistic. I, I mean, I can look at my clients who have gotten scared as markets were declining hit the panic button. And as much as I try to talk them out of it, hit the panic button and say, I want to want to move to cash and I can sort my book by the performance. Those people who made that move always underperform. It, it is, it's like night and day. They, they will underperform. So again, you got to stay disciplined. The market's going to do what the market's going to do. All you have to do is look at the chart and say it goes up and down. It's done it forever and it will do it forever, but you got to remain disciplined. And the reason that most most investors underperform the market is because they let their emotions make the decisions for them. And that is a terrible way to manage your retirement. Well, what about along those lines? I mean, we can't, okay, we can't time the market, right? But what about the strategy that if I pick the right stocks, right? If I just, if I pick the right stocks, the right companies, then I'm going to be okay there. I'm going to win out long-term. All right. So full disclosure here, I don't pick stocks. I, I don't 
pick this company, exclude that company. This one, I see a winner in that. There are a thousand people on the internet that will do that for you. And, and unfortunately, most advisors here in this area, a lot of those will do that. Their value add to their clients are their perceived uh, value to go and pick what they call a winner. And again, you, you can't successfully pick a winner every time. Can you find great companies that have maybe great dividends and all those kind of things? Sure. But I, I meet far too many people that, that put their entire life savings in two or three companies just because they're big companies. And I'll tell you, big companies get in trouble all the time. And I, I, would, I would rather have a more diversified approach. And, you know, if I've got a portfolio that may, may wind up with investments that have 300 companies in, in it, and one company, something goes wrong with them from a PR standpoint, that stock tanks. It's not going to kill your overall portfolio. And now, I mean, I, I just thought of this point, but with the media, how news travels, internet now, I mean, a company, something can happen to a company now and the stock could plummet in a day because of how media um, delivers news. I mean, all it takes is for a teenager to go into a grocery store open up an ice cream of XYZ Ice Cream Company, lick it, close it, put it back in the shelf, and that company is is damaged. And, and, and we see it all the time. So, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of picking stocks. Yeah, and you, th- and you think about it, too. I mean, I just think, think of some you know blue chip companies that whose stock, you know, if you would have said 20 years ago, hey, if you own this, you know, until your retirement, you're going to be in trouble. You know, like GE and some other companies like that that are great companies, but their stock value has just been, you know, significantly less than it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Just with technology, so many things are changing. You just never know what a company's future is going to hold. Yep. It, it happens no matter what the company is. I mean, you know, people ask me all the time about Southern company stock because George Power, it's a yeah. utility, blah, blah, blah. Value's been really high. And I mean, during this whole first and second quarter of the year, I mean, the the when the market was going down in that period of time, Boy, George Power got they got clobbered. Now, do I think George Power's going away? Probably not. I think it's it is a good stock, but would I put all my eggs in the George Power basket? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, another thing we talk about on this show quite a bit is is making sure you take care of uh, your long term care needs and costs. And I think it one strategy that some people will use in regards to this. And and look, it's tough to to want to to pay that money because it's expensive. I mean, insurance is going to be expensive, but some people will say, look, we're just going to take care of each other, you know, husband and wife or whatever that couple is, or family members. I'm going to take care of you. You take care of me. And that's going to take care of us in the long run. Yeah. That probably was more common 30, 40 years ago. And families were more able to take care of each other because really think about before the interstates were as developed as they are as they are now in our country you had a house it was it was a three-story house the grandparents lived on the bottom floor the parents lived on the middle floor and maybe the grandchildren adult grandchildren lived on the on the top floor so if somebody got sick everybody sort of took care of them when the interstates came about it gave people the ability to move away and so now you know the average client that I meet with They've got one kid that lives in town and one that lives out of state. And so they're not going to be readily available to care for for their parents. And so for me, if somebody says they're just going to take care of one another, okay, well, what happens if something happens to both of you? Who's going to take care of, of both of you? And if 
heaven forbid, when one of you, the spouse passes away, who's going to take care of the remaining spouse? So that really is probably one of the number one concerns of, of retirees is how who's going to care for them as they age when they're no longer able to take care of themselves. And unfortunately, most people don't address the issue. They, they put their head in the sand, uh, ignore it, kick the can down the road and say, well, we'll address that when it happens. But I'm telling you, that that's the number one hole in a financial plan for somebody that is over 60 is their failure to address long-term care. The number one failure for somebody that's under 40 generally is going to be uh, life insurance or, or disability, those kind of things. But, you know, once, once you're, you're older or seasoned or more mature, mature to be more politically correct uh, rather than just calling somebody old, yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta look at it. all you have to do is look around and look at people that you know that have experienced declining health. How are you gonna handle that? I think a lot of people too, when they're you know having that conversation or trying to discuss their options, they they'll often look to their parents or their grandparents and and try to guess how long they're gonna be around. I mean, you're trying to plan out your retirement or plan out your long term care needs based on oh well my my mom and dad lived till they were eighty five or ninety. So did my grandparents. I should be good for another 20 or 30 years, but you, you can just can't rely on that. What I would tell you, if, if you've got an investment crystal ball that'll tell you which way the market's going to go, and you can look at that same crystal ball and see if it'll tell you how long you're going to live. Right. Nobody, we, we don't know how long we're going to live. Sure, we can look at the longevity of our, our parents and our grandparents and maybe get an idea, but that is not, that's not set in stone. I, I Honestly, I can't tell you how many people come into the office and I'm doing planning and generally we're going to put out a financial plan that's going to be to 95 years old or so 100 years old we want to make sure that somebody's not going to run out of money money before then and i'll have people that will say no no i just want this plan to last for 75 because nobody's in our family has lived past 75 and so show me running out of money at 75 and that to me that is a crazy gamble i don't plan like that and and i'm not going to help somebody fail that way because what if they live to be 80 what are you going to do for money the last five years if you've planned to die at 75? So, yeah, it's that's a crazy thing to try to guess how long you're going to live. How frequently do you come across these four strategies that we're talking about today with clients or prospective clients who come into your office for the first time? Almost every prospect that I meet with asks one of these questions. Everybody wants to know my opinion on which way the market's going. And I think that's just part of the box that that advisors have been painted in they think that we are a market you know stock market you know know it all um, sure we know what's go what's going on there's a lot of information out there and research that we do to try to stay informed but i certainly couldn't uh, i'm not going to make my planning decisions based on whether i think trump is going to do something against china that's going to harm the stock market over the next six months. I'm not going to change my 30-year plan based on that. But yeah, I mean, these questions I get all the time. I, I really do. Yeah. Well, if you have any any concerns or, you know, you, you want to discuss, okay, well, I thought these strategies were good, but maybe I should be thinking about something else. Uh, sit down with Lee, make time to sit down and, and spend that 30 or 45 minutes to, to let him see your situation. And then you can determine what else your next steps are and whether or not you want to continue on and, and, and really try to develop that financial plan. And it's so important. It can really give you peace of mind down the road as well. And you can always find everything for JL Perkins Wealth Management online at jlperkinswealth.com. A lot of resources, set up a meeting there. You can also check out every past episode of the show that we've done. 
And uh, you can also call the office as well. They're still there. They've been there and they're they're open for business, 478-254-3550. So look, there's going to be a lot of strategies we talk about and, and some are good, some are bad, but these are four that you really just can't rely on, right? Yep, absolutely. Steer clear of trying to do those things because they they never lead to long-term success. People focus sometimes on short-term wins, but I'll take the long game over the the short game in retirement planning all day long. Yeah, no question. Well, Lee, thanks for the time today here on uh, the Making Money Podcast. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully you can get out of town and enjoy a vacation before too long. All right. Thanks, Ben. Take care. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.